Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. How are you doing tonight, Devin? Doing pretty good. So this week we are covering Exiles Volume 1, 20 through 22, titled Legacy, which was written by Judd Winnick with art by Jim Calafiore, inks by John Holdridge and Eric Cannon. Colors by Transparency Digital and Paul Tatrone on the letters. You know, the basic team. Luke, why was it called Legacy? Well, it started off because of the Legacy virus, and for those of you who don't know what the Legacy virus is... It's AIDS. uh, It's... It's mutant AIDS. It is a virus that infects mutants, and it is pretty much mutant AIDS because of the devastation it causes... And how it works, and it was created by Strife, who is an evil clone of Cable, who was raised by Apocalypse 2,000 years in the future. Normally, when Legacy Virus shows up, Cypher, uh, Doug Ramsey, the guy who Archer pejoratively refers to as the gayest X-Men, uh, normally when it happens... Uh, so surprisingly hooked up with, or was, um, there was a big romance with Psylocke for the longest time. Well, yeah, I mean, he helped save her from the Mojoverse. Yeah, normally Doug isn't around to get the Legacy Virus. In this universe, he gets it, and his best friend Warlock, who is a technarch who is sort of like, uh... He's a robot who who can assimilate other stuff into also becoming robotic, but he's a good guy, uh, which goes against the normal uh, attitude of his race. Uh, He ends up fusing with Doug, which happens pretty regularly in the comics with a whole bunch of subtext there. I also love how, too, that oh, um, Warlock is, in fact, a mutant because he does not share the same ideals as the rest of his people. Yeah, he's ideologically a mutant, which raises questions. Well, like, no, that's, not that's really. Not really a, that's not really a thing, guys. Well, no, his uh, base ideology is different. So it's like if a human, I guess, didn't have normal survival instincts, that would make them immune. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, he fuses with Doug, and instead of becoming Doug Locke, the super happy robot human, he becomes a evil phalanx-style Bylock and starts converting other people into cyber zombies. So that's pretty much what you need to know. Basically. What we learn going into this. So, uh, and that all happens in Earth 8545, where we uh, open up after the intro with a bunch of kids playing outside the safe perimeter of Las Vegas. The what? Of Las Vegas. Oh, I thought you said of Las Vegas, and I'm like, what? Oh, no. Las Vegas. More like Lost Wages. <laughs> and uh, the Vilocs show up and try and capture the kids and infect them with uh, new microcells that would keep them from being easily detected until it was too late. But the Exiles show up and bring them back to Las Vegas. And uh, after the team is checked, which didn't for... that do what the Vilocs wanted to in the first place? Well, we don't really see if they did get infected. I mean, it's not really... I don't know. If you watch, if you look at any of the kids, they have it on them. But they don't get, like, full-on make it to that. Well, they get quarantined, so I guess the kids get put into uh, quarantine tubes. The yeah, time well, that's being. good. Yep. Which is fair and should happen, because goddammit, children. And we end up meeting uh, Spider-Woman and Hank Pym of this universe, 
and they are part of the 30% of the Interestingly, it looks like how they draw Rick Grimes in the Walking Dead comic book series. We find out that they're part of the only 30, they're part of the 30% of the world who is not infected by the disease, and Las Vegas is like one of these holdout chambers. There's also a few others, and they have to uh, uh, communicate via telepathy. And, uh, Tim is worried because he knows that the Vilox could pretty much overtake them at any time, and he explains the only way to get a cure is to find Doug Ramsey, and he thinks that uh, the Vilox have probably killed him already, but uh, Blink reveals that that's actually their mission, and that they are, or that Doug is being kept in the home base, which... We also see that pretty much every other hero in the world has been infected by the uh, virus. Yep. So that ends with our first issue with this splash page of uh, all the infected heroes. Uh, we next open up with uh, Forge, who is the leader of the Vilox. Uh, Forge has powers to be really good at making technology, so it would make sense that he would be uh, the leader which is one of the things I liked about this story. It's like, good for you, Judd Winnick. Mm-hmm. Good for you for recognizing Forge needs a little bit more time in the sun. Yep. And uh, Forge knows that he's going to uh, raid the base eventually, but he's not sure why. And we get introduced to the alternate version of the Avengers, which is weird. Yeah. Like, you've got a frog who's like a female version of Toad. You've got Sunfire, Daredevil... Uh, Power Fist, who... who can t- Daredevil see? It looks like Daredevil could see. Yeah. Uh, you have, like, uh, Power Fist, who Nocturne... It's, I mean, up. it's basically Luke Cage with Iron Fist powers. Yeah, yeah. and Nocturne hits on him. Yeah. And, uh... And we also have, uh, Spider-Woman, who is Mary Jane in this universe, which I thought that an arc that concerns her spoilers, uh, came up with, uh, this storyline, but it does not. Oh, okay. Yeah. But one of the things I thought was interesting more of was, I would be curious to see what her origin would be, because you do see later that there is still, like, a Peter Parker Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Also with, in this universe. With his, uh, like, eight ar- or six arms. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, Doc Ock rocking the fantastic mustache and soul patch. Yeah, I, uh, that's going to be one of the uh, screen caps. There's also, like, Ice Good. Girl. And yes. a few other interesting ones. And uh, so we've been introduced to the team. Uh, one of the other people who we forgot to mention is Rachel Gray, or Rachel Good. Summers, depending, who uh, is the daughter of Cyclops and Phoenix from an alternate future who usually comes back to try and prevent whatever dark future she's coming back from. Basically like 90% of the time-traveling X-Men. Their magical future they come to protect all, or yeah, to come and stop also magically changes pretty much every freaking issue. Well, that's because they only prevent that universe from happening within the 616. And it still happens in another universe, but that's... But what's his name? But, um... God, what's it? Got the M on his face. 
Bishop, every time Bishop comes back, and he, every time he's talking to them, and he's always like, oh, this is what caused my shitty universe. It's like, how many things have caused your shitty universe, Bishop? Like, that's why I was trying to murder Hope in, like, all of the most recent X-Men Second Coming. And it's like, you came back and bitched 30 years before that character was even introduced. Pick something and stick with it. Uh, Morph has a plan, but he's going to need Rachel Summers to help out with it. And meanwhile, we get some Link and Mimic drama where they have some alone time. And Mimic just isn't really feeling comfortable being vulnerable around Link, and so he's... Acting like emo mimic again. God, I fucking hate team bullshit mimic. I hope he dies. I said it. Uh, the team, uh, uh, the team ends up going to mainframe, uh, and they're broken up into two teams. There's the people who are going to just stay outside and fight the Vilox, so you get a whole bunch of uh, weird monster fighting. And Forge eventually is like, uh, yeah, this doesn't make sense. They they should have been more effective. And he uh, finds that Blink is uh, sneaking in with a secondary team who, who have gone in to try and rescue Cypher and bring him back. And instead, Forge is like, oh, you wanted Doug? And then he just destroys Cypher's body. Yep. Classic. Classic mm-hmm. Forge. My favorite throughout this entire fight was the fight between Six-Armed Spider-Man and Blob. Because I just love how he's just like, oh, I'm an unmovable object. You can't do anything to hurt me. And it's like, oh, okay. I'll just shove the nanites down your throat. I'm just like, honestly, it's like, Blob, what did you like expect to happen there? Like, you know that's what they do. Yeah. And, uh... That's like what they've done to every person we've seen so far. It's like, honestly, it's better if you don't move. <laughs> yep. Uh, Forge also takes the uh, time to infect Blink, and Blink sort of realizes that, oh yeah, we've kind of really messed up here, and so she teleports everyone who she can. look at that attractive image right there. And, uh... Throwing up all over Blink. Yeah. Hot. You know that's someone's fetish, Devin. Yep. And so she... They're probably listening right now. So she retreats with everyone and finds out that the Talos has updated their orders. They now must destroy the world. Uh, so Did she agree? One shall fall. They are trying to hold off the uh, virus and blink, but it's really difficult, and Mimic is just speeding himself up. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Morph is pretty much wrapping up his plan with Rachel. He's got her all set up to do whatever his secret action is. And Pim is like, okay, yeah, so we need to blow up this world. Okay, we're going to send this plane, and it's going to drop bombs on where all the bombs are, and it's going to blow up the world with all the bombs, and Nocturne volunteers to do it. You can tell this is definitely a very, very different alternate world Hank Pym, because he's, like, allowing all this shit to happen. Yeah. 616 Pym would never allow this shit to go down. Yeah, Nocturne has volunteered to drop the uh, bombs... And Mimic takes a moment to talk to the unconscious Blink, basically saying that he loves her and he's sorry that he was such a jerk to her. And then he hijacks the uh, Warbird. So uh, he turns on Colossus mode, which blocks out psychic communications, and he's just going in there. Meanwhile, we find out who Rachel was trying to contact. It turns out that Thor and the Asgardians never came to this world. 
So Morph reached out to them because he was pretty sure that their blood would be strong enough to con uh, to counteract the virus, which it did. And uh, so Blink is cured, and uh, then she goes to rescue Mimic from the ship as it's being attacked by the Vilox, and they teleport out, and the explosion goes off. Now here's the big issue for me. When the Asgardians first show up, you see Beta Ray Bill there, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and they question him later, yes, I thought the exact same thing. And then uh, Morph is like, oh yeah, if you ever see a horse-faced guy named Beta Ray Bill, he's going to try and take your hammer, and then he's going to have sex with Sith. Essentially, that's what he says. And... Yeah, right there. Yeah, and it's just like, What? That, yeah, I got very confused when I read that, too. I was just like, but I saw him, like, three pages ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's one of those disconnects where it's like, oh, draw as Guardians here. And it's like, oh, man, I love Beta Ray Bill. And then it's like, oh, uh, I guess... Well, and I was confused when I first saw him, too, because it's just like, well, you wouldn't have Beta Ray Bill unless Thor came down to Earth and had his earthly adventures. No, you could still have him. But he wouldn't have been in this, like, in this realm, though. Yeah, would have. Well... It's the problem with Asgard and the Nine Realms. Is technically, it's like, what is Jupiter? What is like Kree space? What is that? Well, that's no, technically because part of our no, realm. because Beta Ray Bill was escaping from the fire demons of Surtur. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, it could have been easy enough to reason that out. Unless that's just another horse-faced man. That's horse-faced Bill, not Beta Ray Bill. Yep. And uh, anyways. Uh, so everyone's sort of just chilling, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll be eventually able to save the world. And then who shows up? Who? The Time Broker. And Ileana Rasputin. Ileana. Oh, hello, Snowflake. And uh, the Time Broker reveals that one of the members of the team has basically solved their universe. Or their timeline is realigned. And it turns out that that person is Blink! And dun, dun, dun. Uh, Mimic's like, what? No! And then he has the talus, and it's funny because he was commenting on how he wouldn't have been a good leader. Now he's forced to be. Yep. And now Magic Ileana Rasputin is on the team. And it really sucks to basically be everyone else. Because, one, there's, like, so many things I thought about that, about why that sucks to, for it to be blank. One, her universe sucks. Mm -hmm. So she has to go back to that hellhole. It's, like, pretty much every other place they've gone to is much better than her home world. And second problem I had, too, was she hasn't fully been cured of the virus, either. She, Maybe she needs more injections that she's not going to get. Time Broker would have taken that into effect. Time Broker doesn't care. I think you don't care. That's probably true. Okay. My favorite is that this whole thing was called the Legacy Virus, even though this was basically just the Phalanx Covenant storyline. Now it's time for Trials of the Multiverse. Uh, so this week we only do have one universe, Earth 8545. I don't know... It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Well, let's uh, put it... Well, let's see if it's better or worse than 40... Well... Okay. 
our current like halfway dividing line is Ultron New Fantastic Four. Okay. Uh, it's a little worse than that. Yeah. Uh, Space Punisher Fantasy World. Yeah, it's a little better than that. Okay, so we'll just go between those two as our new dividing line. Exiles likes to always be the dividing line. Evil Professor X was the dividing line for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Well, now really it can Evil be... Professor X. Yes. Now it can be Evil Phalanx Covenant. The Legacy Vilox. Okay. Okay. And, uh, yeah, if you are listening to this, you are now listening to it on Libsyn, our new host. Uh, we have gone through and updated all of the old episodes on the website because I canceled uh, Potomatic. We're still waiting for iTunes to get done transferring everything over, which is my fault. Whoops. Yep. But we do have a RSS link that you can just use and insert into uh, iTunes. And it will start letting you just download the episodes through that. Oh, good. Yeah. We had some uh, bonus episodes that went up this past weekend. And, uh, yeah, we've got some other good stuff coming down in the pipeline. And you've only got, like, two more episodes before you leave? One more. One more episode. And what are we doing for your special episode? The Spider-Man special. Yay! And, uh, after that... We'll see. Uh, and next time on Exiles, Iron Doom. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't have any questions. Feel free to send questions to multiversalq at gmail.com, at multiversalq on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Tumblr if you want to use those systems. If you want to contact me on the Twitter, I'm at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And I'm at Fred O'Fett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Hey.